0: Welcome to Music Raygun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. This is the show where we pick a musical topic, then we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com playlists, you'll find a playlist of all the clips so you can see everything we're talking about. And this episode is a little different. Usually Kirk and I choose a musical topic to follow, or when we've had guests, our guests help curate this, uh, their episode. But this time, for the first time, my guest is the topic... She is musician, dancer, comedian, screenwriter, and advice columnist, Charlene de Guzman. Welcome to the show, Char. Hi,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Uh, So, you're quite a (laughs) multi-hyphenate, but the way that we know each other is not through music, but through comedy.
1: Improv.
0: Yes, which I no longer do. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) All right, former improvisers. It's like being a former Catholic.
1: (laughs) Also a former Catholic.
0: Uh, yep, same here. So. go <laughs> hand in hand. That's right, that's right. But uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I know the day you took your first improv class at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Really? I think so. Was it March 1st, 2011?
1: Maybe. That sounds maybe about right.
0: Because I remember you saying that once, and the only reason I remember the date is it's the day I moved to Los Angeles.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: then I took my first UCB class that weekend. Oh, wow. So we started at the same time. Yeah. And uh, we met through Alex Nelson, who was in my 101. Uh Uh-huh. And I knew you for several months before we realize that we live in the same building.
1: <laughs> Not only that? in the same building, but right across from each other. Yeah, yeah,
0: down. our apartment <laughs> doors face each other. So neither of us maybe like the most neighborly people. <laughs> neither of us knocked on the other's door to bring them a pie or anything. Doesn't really happen. In and out. Um, but yeah, we started UCB at the same time. We ended yeah, up with a lot so. of the same mutual friends. I like
1: it would be 2011 or 2010. I'm not sure. It's definitely 2011. Because I, oh. I moved to
0: LA to do improv at UCB. Oh, okay. That's why I came here. Okay. And then three years later, I was like, ah, okay, I'm done. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I told that little bit of information to lead into the first video we're going to watch which is a video you made a few years ago that went extremely viral uh-huh. and stars a lot of our mutual friends from <laughs> right. comedy, yeah. a couple of whom were in my 101. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so this is I Forgot My Phone, mm-hmm. which people listening will probably remember. Yeah. Can you introduce a little bit how this came about?
1: Well, it's what interesting it because... Um, Actually, I'm gonna
0: play it because it's pretty. It's pretty silent. It's like a little oh, yeah, short yeah, silent yeah, yeah, yeah. movie yes. almost, and we can talk over it. Um,
1: yeah, I was just. It was a time where I was becoming very aware that people were on their phones, and most specifically, I was at a concert, and everyone's phones were lit up and mm-hmm. filming the concert, and I felt like a crazy person because I did not understand why people were filming the concert there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then uh, me and Miles Crawford put this together, and you know it was very guerrilla. It was very, you know, sometimes it was just like, you know, at the the end. There's the bowling scene, and that was like Zakoyama's Oyama's birthday party, and it just oh, was it really? Yeah, it was just a thing where it's just like, oh, let's 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 film something here, like you know, let's film something here, and it was just like very on
0: the fly I paused it because the thing that I think of when I watch this is there are certain scenarios in the in the video that I relate to more like yeah. I have certain specific pet peeves where some of the situations of people on their phone it doesn't bother me as right. much but this is the one that bothers me oh, the yeah. most is when you're at a restaurant yeah. with friends yeah, yeah, yeah. or even just like at a dinner party because yeah. for some reason that to me is like the more intimate thing let's yeah, like yeah, put yeah. them away. Uh, so this is the scene where I get, like, most aggravated. Triggered. (laughs) Yeah, triggered, exactly. And it also has, uh, Sean and Sabrina. Yeah, they were uh, in
1: my 101 class.
0: They were in your 101? Shout out
1: to the Londons.
0: Yeah, Sabrina's brother, Alex, who's the one who introduced us, was in, I think I took all four levels with Alex. Oh, wow. And, um, several of them with Nick Luciano, who was in the first scene. Right. Where was that shot where you guys are outside, I guess, hiking?
1: Uh, you know, it was actually Nick's suggestion, I think. I forget where it was exactly, but there's yeah. this really cool spot to hike.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful looking scene. And um and Miles shot all this?
1: Miles shot it and directed yeah. it, yeah.
0: They're so rude, Sean and Sabrina, aren't they? <laughs> so this wasn't like written scene by scene, it was like, I had ide- I
1: had ideas mm-hmm. that were that I that I thought of, of like maybe wanting to do and then sometimes they were planned sometimes they were on that's this was Dave, like, Dave there was Brown, an actual right? show going on, and we asked him to is, do that. Is,
0: okay, so that was an actual.
1: Well, he his thing wasn't an actual show. We just had Dave Brown go up. Okay, because I
0: was saying, in that quick moment, he's like hamming it up so hard. I'm like, this is Dave Brown like doing a comedian character. Clearly. Yeah,
1: I love it because he was just like blurting out random things like
0: that. <laughs> yes, and he's he's out of focus in the background, but it's still just unmistakably Dave to me. Unmistakably. This is the bowling scene you were yeah, talking about.
1: Yeah, this is exactly Yama's birthday. <laughs> and I, we were asked really quick. Hey, can we do this really
0: quick?
1: <laughs> Which is why I only hit three balls. We did not have time for me to get a strike.
0: I love your skull dress. Oh, <laughs> this is the original. This we actually
1: put
0: together. <laughs> it wasn't an actual. It wasn't birthday, an actual right. birthday. <laughs> this one depressed me a little These were, all, these the were
1: all friends that were very kind to come and do this. Yeah. But this was the most that we spent on the whole thing because I think that cake cost about $12. Some people ask how much it costs. Yeah. I was like, it was the cake? <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, and so it begins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this has just under 51 million views at Oh, this wow,
1: prime. I didn't even know that it was that much already.
0: But it... It exploded pretty immediately with several million views, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy.
0: Which I don't imagine you expected. Not at
1: all, not at all, not at all.
0: So wh- what was that like?
1: It was overwhelming. Stumbling into
0: a viral video. It
1: was overwhelming because it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. We weren't expecting it. And it was just a lot
0: happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how much of your... How much? Like, how much time did did that ride take of doing interviews and hearing from newspapers? I feel like
1: the buzz was going for at least a couple months. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's funny because, you know, it's the type of thing where people I knew from back home would, like, send me the link to the video. And I didn't be like, I know her, but it's like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's, that was a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, it was it was really crazy when that all happened.
0: Yeah. do you are you aware of like what kicked it off? Like what thing? You know, like,
1: I you know I feel like it always helps when Patton Oswalt would like tweet or retweet my thing. So he was already
0: aware of you at that point. Yes. Okay, I mean that because
1: he had retweeted other videos that I had done before, which is why I kind of got momentum. Like he's a really big very
0: Godfather yeah I we should mention that you're pretty popular on Twitter you're really really <laughs> funny on Twitter thank you um, I knew that Pat and Oswald had sort of you discovered you on Twitter like uh, Rob Delaney and Megan right, Amram right, right, right. before and, yeah, yeah. and 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 signal boosted you that way. Yeah. But I don't think I was aware that he was aware of you until after this video.
1: Oh, no, yeah. He's super supportive since the beginning because yeah. he followed me when I, like, had, like, 500 followers. Oh. And, like, everything was, like, built up from his support, whether it was, like, tweets or, like, when I started making videos. Um, but then this, this one, when this came out, I got, you know... More followers mm-hmm. and more, you know, attention and people getting in touch and stuff. So that was yeah. a really good one. Yeah. To come out.
0: But I showed that first because it, it was such a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but this is primarily a music podcast, so we're going to go <laughs> back in time a little bit. Okay. You live in L.A. now. Yeah. Before that, you lived in New York City. I did. Uh, where you were in Stump. I was. um uh, Because you are a percussionist. Yes. And a dancer. And a dancer. For how long have you been those things?
1: Um, I started dancing when I was six. And I did it all through, you know, till high school and then again in college. And then got into Stomp, so I was still doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I started... I played the piano when I was really young, Mm -hmm. but then that eventually turned into wanting to play the drums and then, like, playing percussion in the school band and playing the kit in the jazz band and um, and then, like, because getting into Stomp and meeting so many drummers there, like, then really getting into the drums even more. Yeah. In my adulthood, yeah.
0: How did you get into Stomp?
1: It was interesting because I had just moved to New York mm-hmm. and... I picked up a copy of Backstage and then like looked at the auditions in the back and there is an open audition, which is pretty rare for a lot of the theater there because it was like Mm non-union. So it was just like, and I think the description said something like uh, percussionists who move well and dancers with rhythm or something. I was like, I can do that. I'm that. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, I'm just going to try. But the funny thing is, I just saw like in this, poetry book that i needed to do for seventh sixth or seventh grade yeah i wrote this really 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 bad poem but it says something (laughs) about like because it's like talking about my dreams and stuff and like one of the things is that i would be in stomp and i didn't even know that i like knew what stomp was when i was a kid but apparently
0: and but by the time you auditioned for it you'd forgotten that you wrote that oh
1: yeah no idea
0: so when did you rediscover
1: like a few years ago
0: That's weird. It is weird. Yeah. (laughs) If you believe it, you can achieve it. You believe
1: it. it. You can achieve it. Manifest
0: it. So, we're going to watch a video of you performing in Stomp.
1: Cool. Uh,
0: What year would this be?
1: This was in 2008. So, I was on the national tour. Mm -hmm. And this was in Virginia. I can't remember what city it might say.
0: Okay. Um, And this is the final number. If people don't know what Stomp is, can you describe (laughs) what's going on? Usually I
1: tell people it's that one really uh, loud show from the 90s that was really (laughs) hot in the 90s where people make music with trash cans and bang trash lids and stuff. Yeah,
0: it's like percussion on found objects. Yeah, like the
1: whole premise of the whole show is like, we can make music out of anything. Yeah. So this is like the classic kind of stomp thing with like the trash cans and the and the bins and the lids and stuff, but like throughout the whole show it's like we make music with brooms, we make music with trash, we mm-hmm. make music with basketballs, like everything.
0: <laughs> how how long were you a part of Stomp? Um,
1: probably total two and a half years. Yeah. So I did it in New York a little bit and then I went on the tour for two years.
0: Okay. Um, but what is rehearsal like for this?
1: Whew, it's crazy. Even the audition process, there was like a week where they called eleven of us back, and like they paid you for a whole week of audition because you had to like learn stuff from the show, and mm-hmm, it was like eight yeah. hours a day, five days, or just seven for the days, or something. Just for the audition. Okay. But like originally, over like eleven hundred people or something auditioned, so like there was blocks going down in new york city for how
0: many spots
1: in the end they took seven of us wow yeah that was crazy so i kept getting called back and i was like wait i actually have a
0: chance <laughs>
1: like this is weird really Yeah. and then that whole that week thing that was intense
0: yeah because it doesn't have like it's it's really is own thing. like obviously you're you're a drummer and a dancer and those two things in combination mm-hmm. work toward it but it it's not... It's its own art form, It's kind its of. own
1: thing. That's why, like, going into it, you, like, really learn that, like, oh, everyone's learning... It's like learning a language. It's like learning a skill together. Yeah. Because it's like... It's not normal stuff.
0: <laughs> but you're not... It's not like a jazz combo. It's not... I don't think it's improvised. It feels like this is all tightly choreographed.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's cool about Stomp is that... Most of it Is choreographed And then Anytime you see Like solos And stuff Those okay. are improvised By what the Performer does Okay so That's what I really love About Stomp Is that like They really want you To come be yourself Yeah And so You're not like Playing a character You're just yourself And you're really Good about like Supporting like Whatever you want to bring
0: Okay Yeah it's fascinating To me that Miles you- Crawford yeah, there he is. You guys, uh, we'll see him again a You <laughs> guys work together a lot. Did you meet him in Stomp?
1: I, he was in Stomp a long time ago, like, for, uh, before I was, mm-hmm. but then I met him through Stomp because, like, we were in Boston when he was in Boston, and then I, I met him then, and then, but he's in this show right now because he was, like, filling in for three months.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me these videos recently, and I was surprised to see him. I was like, wow, oh, they go way back. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, the sets are amazing. I've never seen Stomp Live, which I imagine... It's impressive on video. Right. But, I but imagine, you've seen
1: the HBO special?
0: My parents had a video, like, like a VHS tape of a special, which might be that the might be I think. It. I think yeah. it was called Stomp Out Loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is what this is. Um, but I've never been to a show, which I feel like it's the sort of thing where... You kind of have to go to really experience it. But, yeah, I,
1: mean. I love that this this is on YouTube because someone in the audience obviously shot it, mm-hmm. which is like, is a callback to I Forgot My Phone, which I'm annoyed
0: <laughs> that people are filming. Yeah.
1: But, you know, on the bright side, now I have, this is like the only, some of the only footage I have of myself and stuff.
0: Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is pre the real peak of social media, where when people filmed stuff in audience, it was really for posterity and not just to be like, I was here. Right. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it's a little less self-absorbed and, <laughs> <laughs> and that type of thing.
1: Yeah, but thank yeah. you, random audience member that filmed
0: this. Yeah, because I, I knew for a long time that you were in Stomp, mm-hmm. and when I was putting the episode together or pulling the videos for it, I couldn't find anything, Mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to see that, but uh, you had to send me these clips. I wasn't able to find them myself, so I was happy for that.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, is this the most exhausted you ever were physically when (laughs) you were doing this?
1: Yes. Yes. It's the most tiring thing the most of a, tiring thing. Yeah.
0: How many shows would you do in a week?
1: Six shows a week. And yeah. in this particular video, though, I am so tired because it's my... its On the weekends, you usually get one double because there's two shows a day. Yeah. And this is my day of a double. And so I'm so tired, which is why I jump on that drum at the end because I can't even hit it
0: anymore. <laughs> but you almost have been in the best shape of your life.
1: I mean, it's like, it's like a weird... It's weird because... I probably was in the sense that I was, you know, doing that all the time. But I was also just, like, eating shit and, like, drinking <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And, like, so I probably wasn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're in your 20s. Yeah, <laughs> I in my 20s now.
0: So. Okay, so uh, we're going to move on to another sort of high-profile oh, drumming. Oh, God. I know that that's your reaction to no, this. No, I know. This it's is funny, amazing.
1: but it's, like, fake drumming, though. It's funny. I always think, like... Oh, I'm the best uh, fake drummer. You
0: <laughs> but you're a real drummer. So well, I know, but
1: what's so f- funny is that, like, I had, when I auditioned for this, like, you mm-hmm. had to play, yeah, and then you don't play. I mean, you have to hit them on the right notes, yeah. but like, it's to track. So
0: I've always, I'm curious about so much about this. So just to just to dive in with both of you, you were Hannah Montana's drummer. Fake Jover. on the Hannah Montana on TV the, show.
1: on Disney's Hannah Montana when
0: Miley Cyrus was still mainly Hannah Montana. Yes. before she was yes. the Miley Cyrus we know now. Yes. For how long did you do this gig?
1: Um, it come in every now and then, so I feel like it might have been because even this one, I was just I, I was here like visiting for a summer because we were off the whole summer for Stomp, so I yeah. decided to try LA out for a summer. And I got this. Mm-hmm. But then I think I must have come back maybe three or four more seasons after this. Like, But every now and then. So I forget how many episodes I was on. But
0: I mean, I have I have to confess. Please don't be insulted. I've never watched Hannah Montana.
1: I don't blame you. It <laughs> is a children's show. Sure, It'd be weird if you've seen it. Yes,
0: it would be. Because <laughs> I was fully an adult when it yes. was on. I'm not, I like Miley Cyrus. I think <laughs> Hannah Montana is great. But I don't know, like... Did you ever have a speaking part? Were you always, like, the drummer in the character's band?
1: Always the drummer in the character's band. Mm-hmm. I never said anything. It was just... Basically.
0: And there were no other drummers? No. In her band? So I you were... So. But you didn't... Like, the, the band didn't have speaking parts at all?
1: Not... No. I mean, sometimes if you... Like, a, the guitarist was, like, the guest star of that day. and be a different guy. Anymore, yeah. But, Yeah.
0: And you said, like, you you mimed the drumming. I've always been curious about this since I was a little kid, even just, like, watching music videos or, like, American bandstand-type performances. Like, if you're going to mime playing the guitar, you just don't plug the guitar in. Right. This is going to be an ignorant and naive question, but, like, how do you fake playing drums? It's
1: really annoying because, especially if there's something that they need to record sound-wise, like, dialogue or anything, it's, like they have to mute the drums and they put these pads on Mm -hmm. or, like, they put tape on the cymbals or these things on so it, like, mutes it a little bit and they don't really want you to...
0: But you are still making contact. It's not like pulling, doing a fake punch where you're just sort of...
1: Yeah, but it's like, I always find it difficult because there's still some kind of faking involved because if I went all out, it'd be too loud. Yeah. We have this problem on... Um, my movie Unlovable. Mm-hmm. So I play the drums in that one. Okay. And but luckily, thankfully, in that, like, at least the track that I'm playing to is actual recording of my mm-hmm. me playing. So mm-hmm. at least it's still me, but like everything is still, you know, put together in the end. Yeah. It's not live.
0: Okay. I mean there's no <laughs> uh I had originally had a different clip. And then you sent me this one Which I like better Because you're more visible in it But also I didn't realize
1: I think this is the first episode I've ever been on Really? So it was very exciting Because I didn't live here yet Mm I just got this in the summertime
0: You were on stage Not only with Miley Cyrus But Billy Ray Billy Ray who I'm assuming he played the character's father on the show. Yes. okay. And her
1: manager.
0: But the best part about this is I didn't realize Dave Keckner was a recurring character on the show as her uncle. Uncle Earl. Yeah. Dave Keckner's the best.
1: He's really, really, really nice. Yeah. I and mean, just to go back to Billy Ray. He is a really, really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, can,
0: I have no trouble believing that. Yeah.
1: yeah. I remember him giving me, like, advice of, like, you know, keeping on going to auditions and never giving up and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, he's just so genuine. That's... Uh, it's... Look, it's always nice when you find out a famous person is still down to earth.
1: Yeah.
0: So how many... How many episodes did you do? Mm-hmm.
1: I forget.
0: Yeah. But it wasn't, Maybe like, every good. episode no, of, the, no, no, no. of the show. Okay it was on okay. for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's great. I would have loved this show if I were age-appropriate for oh, it when yeah. it was on.
1: When I didn't... I mean, when I
0: was a kid in the 80s, it was Kids Incorporated. Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, kids loved this when they found out about, that I was on this when, when this was out. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that would be my way to get kids
1: to like me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And so, all, like, all the band members stayed, it was always the same group?
1: Um, yeah, I think in the later episodes, maybe the guitars changed or something. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, the keyboard is always there.
0: I mean, you got to you got to play in a band with Dave Peckner in a TV way, yeah, but still. Yeah, 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 it's fun.
1: It's fun. Yeah. and Miley's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love it because back then she was, you know, a teenager, and so she was a teen.
0: But you, I mean, you didn't do any like touring. No, 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 or no nothing, like, nothing that. like that.
1: She no. has a real touring drummer. She had a real tour.
0: Okay, so she did go on tour as Hannah Montana. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Sounds like something that would happen.
0: I was vaguely aware of her at the time, <laughs> only becoming like aware of her like most people were when she became Miley Cyrus. Right, right, but, right. Uh, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> Disney Channel is huge. I do. Um, I've never actually specified this on the show, but I do like social media for a um, celebrity like website uh-huh. and just everybody famous. Is from the Disney Channel, right? Oh I mean, that's not even new. Justin Timberlake, right? all those Mickey Mouse yeah, yeah, yeah. stars. Um, but <laughs> the next video we're gonna watch, I is I love this video. I love this song, and I'm like dying to know because this is something that I had seen before I ever met you, before I moved to L.A.
1: Oh wow! Uh,
0: I had seen this video and loved this song. Oh wow! Which is Radar Detector by Darwin Dees Yeah. Um, which is just a great pop song.
1: Yeah, I love that you even know him and you knew this song. Yeah, I don't it
0: was huge
1: in the UK, but it was never, it really? Like huge, huge.
0: Because it has like pretty big numbers on Spotify and stuff and uh, it's,
1: it was like so huge in the UK. That makes like, sense. He was everywhere in the UK and then here at some point I finally started hearing it like in stores and like yeah. you know.
0: Because I've I don't know how I came across it. Someone maybe, you know, 10 years, well, was not 10 years old, but, you know, someone maybe linked to it on Facebook or I just saw it on the internet somewhere, but I've never heard it on the radio. Right. Um, But, you know, there's there's clips on YouTube of, like, people doing ukulele covers of it and stuff. I was like, where was this, like, a big hit? So it makes sense to me that you say overseas it was a hit. Yeah. Um, And I know that Miles directed the video.
1: Not this one. Oh,
0: he didn't do this one. He
1: directed the the other...
0: Another Darwin Dees video.
1: Yeah. Two other Darwin Dees.
0: Okay. So then what's... No, one other. What's the story like? Did you know Darwin Dees before you did the video? How did you get this part?
1: I knew, I met Darwin...
0: I'm going to play it because yes. it's so good.
1: I met Darwin through Michelle Dorrance, or also known as Michelle Dees, who mm-hmm. plays based for his live band. Okay. And they grew up tap dancing together. Oh. And I was in Stomp with Michelle.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: I think I must have been visiting New York, and I was introduced to Darwin.
0: He's New York-based? Yes. He seems like a New York guy. Very. So you just made your first appearance in the video, which <laughs> you're credited as the girl. <laughs> and... It's hard to describe the video. You do, like, some seemingly random, like, sort of art crafty things.
1: Yeah, so the director of this is Ace Norton, who's mm-hmm. done a lot of cool stuff, and I think the inspiration behind all these things were, like, from those, like, weird Japanese ads for, like, weird Japanese products, mm-hmm. so, like, a lot of these are, like, things that you'll, you'd you see in, like, wacky ads. Oh, okay.
0: There's this lipstick so isolator, I guess.
1: Yeah, so he was It's
0: it's very hard for me to not sing along. But I really <laughs> like this song. It's a good song.
1: Yeah. yeah, so he came to LA to shoot this and I think I was just like casually like if you need someone in the video let me know. Oh, there you and go. then he like took me up on it. So that was cool.
0: Um my favorite thing is the lollipop toothbrush. Um. Is coming up. Oh yeah, this. <laughs> DIY vampire acting? I love that little shrug. Was that an acting choice or a direction? (laughs) I don't
1: remember.
0: I think they probably directed me into that. Yeah, it's really cute the whole video. He's a cute boy!
1: (laughs) I'll hear from him every now and then. Yeah.
0: How uh, how how much time did you spend shooting this?
1: It was a day. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, and then like the stuff that we shot in Venice was a separate day. Okay. I remember it was a very cloudy day. Yeah, it Good is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I love this little DIY panoramic.
1: Yeah, he posted someone like did that for Halloween this year. Really? Yeah.
0: I was going to say, can you even get those disposable cameras anymore?
1: I don't know. I hope so.
0: (laughs) Was that you just then in the library? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then placing them all together. I'm assuming that was practical, like you really took all the... That was a working device... A working device. No? Bummer. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just movie magic. (laughs) And then the power wheels, which I assume was also not a working device. (laughs) Not a working device. (laughs) So apparently, the key to being in a music video is to just tell the artist. If you need someone to pay new music. For you, <laughs> I'll do it.
1: Yeah, but find them when they aren't big yet and and Yeah. They they need you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that I this
1: exploded after.
0: I just watch that video every couple of months cuz it's so <laughs> I, it's so delightful. Um and it was that thing where like I met you in line outside the UCB and I was like God, this person looks familiar, but you know, mm-hmm. when you live in LA, you just especially doing UCB comedy, it's so easy to write it off like I'm sorry sh- I'm sure I saw her at show. Right, or whatever. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: How funny. And
0: then later I watched that video again. I was like, oh my god, that's sharp.
1: You're the only person.
0: <laughs> really? I
1: don't know. Probably <laughs> probably.
0: No, probably other people are just cooler and don't bring it up. <laughs> okay. Uh this next video I just found by uh, searching your name in YouTube, so you're gonna have to give me context. This is you tap dancing on stage at the L Ray.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why? What's the what's the story behind this? This is again audience shot footage. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's audience shot footage again. How funny that it goes back to
0: this
1: because <laughs> now we're at a concert. But again, glad to have the footage.
0: Is this also like you just found this on YouTube later, and you were like, oh, someone mm-hmm. captured that? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um. So, Menomina is a band that um, I was a fan of for Mm -hmm. a really long time. And I was friends with the drummer, Danny Syme. And so, they came into town and he was... I I just got a text that was like, Hey, do you want to tap dance at the show today? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, And then he told me about this track that has like one uh, tap dance loop that goes through it. Mm -hmm. And then I figured it out, and I just came in that night and and went up and did it, and it was a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) Is tap something you did, like, since you were five? Uh, Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. It was my favorite out of all the kinds of dancing.
0: And when you did this, like, you know, how much tapping do you get to do still?
1: (sighs) Ah, you know, like, sometimes when I'm just playing around or... I, I still do a little bit here and there, yeah. but I haven't, like, done it full on in a long time. Yeah. Stomp was close to that, just to be able sure. to, like, stomp around, obviously, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I, I haven't, I don't I don't really do it much anymore, but I love it.
0: Yeah, this is just, just for the fun of it, they invited you to tap?
1: Yeah, that day.
0: Yeah. Well, um, thank you, audience member, for not forgetting your phone.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: And had you known the song ahead of time, or was it... I did, yeah.
1: Because yeah, I think this album had just come out. Like this was like a new version of their band. Like, they had some new members.
0: And it was the only time you did this? It wasn't... It was like, the
1: only time. Yeah. they were touring, but then they stopped here, so...
0: That's cool. I've never been to a show where um, the band just had a tap dancer. <laughs> so... Uh, this next video you did with Miles, yes, he directed it and stars in it with you, yes. Uh, and this is you behind a kit drumming for real,
1: yes, right? Yeah, the the sounds recorded on this, so this is yeah. live drumming. <laughs>
0: so this is a this is a comedy sketch that you wrote, mm-hmm. but that also features uh, composition. Um, it's called Drum Off. And how do you want to introduce... I mean, it's, it has to be seen to yeah, be understood. Yeah, go, go watch it. Go
1: watch it.
0: Yeah. Musicraygun.com slash playlist. <laughs> Thank you. We'll have all the videos there. Um, so when you watch it, all all, your, all the listeners hearing right, hearing right now is the drumming, but uh, there's dialogue on the screen of this couple having an argument <laughs> through drumming. <laughs>
1: And there's subtitles.
0: Yeah. Where did where did this idea come from?
1: You know, it's funny. I get asked that question and I'm like, I don't know. I just thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of it one day.
0: And, like, was it just fully formed in your head? Like, uh, I, this it, we're going to do this on a rooftop and...
1: No, it wasn't fully formed. All I knew is that I wanted to set up two drum kits and that mm-hmm. I wanted there to be subtitles. So then I wrote just a random conversation that ended up being it and then i had we had different location ideas but it ended up being this rooftop because it was available and easy and free where was it It it's downtown yeah yeah we like snuck on to this rooftop somehow we had access to this somehow and Probably shouldn't have been up there, but we
0: were. Yeah, it adds so much, the location. Because it could have just been in, like, a practice room or a garage or a warehouse or something. But for some reason, the open air of it adds a lot of flavor to the video. I just want to back it up because this is my favorite part with the the pronunciation of pho. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Because...
1: Yeah, that happened because I always used to hate when Miles would pronounce pho like pho, yeah. and I make fun of them for being a white guy saying pho.
0: I, I mean, I said pho <laughs> for years before I'm anybody sure ever no corrected one could ever me. No, yeah. but,
1: you know, I'm from San Jose where, like, there's the most Vietnamese people yeah. in the country, and so I just always knew it was pho, but.
0: Um, the The drum tone of you guys arguing back and forth about the pronunciation is remarkable <laughs> for how much it sounds like the pronunciation. Yeah. Like that that drum sound sounds like a long o and <laughs> yours sounds like a short o. And then also the the spelling with the right diacritical mark is just brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, anyone listening, it's it's a couple arguing, it's a classic couple argument.
1: Classic Classic where do somewhere.
0: you want to go to eat I don't care wherever etc yeah. <laughs> and now it's yeah <laughs> it's so creative Thank you. and that's they don't resolve anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's realistic. But uh, yeah, that's just such a clever idea.
1: Yeah, um, fun. But
0: that's a particularly visual one. So everyone listening is, oh, like is encouraged to watch the video. I think that's
1: my favorite one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is there something... Uh, you know, maybe I'm reading more into your creative process with this aspect of things. But like, uh, I forgot my phone is so visual and... and dialogue free and it tells its story visually and kind of the same thing with this one it's not dialogue heavy is that something you had in mind when you wrote both of those things or No,
1: I think it just ended up that way. Yeah. I'm, um thankfully Miles is so good visually what he does he's a really great eye for that stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh the next video is called The Chemistry of Love. Oh yeah. Uh Which is really interesting, and the dialogue is audible on this one. Uh, So let's just play this. This is another one you wrote and star in. Mm -hmm. I do not! Maybe you even feel crazy in love. Wow, you're insane.
1: Well, don't worry, you're not crazy. Ah, oh, love at first sight, right? Mm, not quite.
0: <laughs> Who's your co star in this?
1: That's Morgan Crane. Mm-hmm. brain of yours goes through three different stages.
0: Is he, uh, someone you knew or someone who was cast stage or. Is the best.
1: Uh, it's funny because I had been a fan of a lot of stuff that he had been in, so I just knew his name. And I think I had done like a print job with him like way back in the day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but then so I just like reached out to him and was like, hey, would you want to do this thing? And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's cool because like he has a small part in uh, my movie as well. I like call, called him and asked if he would help
0: with uh, that This, uh, your movie deals with some similar topics to this yes. sketch, would you? I don't even know if, the, if you would call this a comedy sketch or like a short film or?
1: I, like, it's like, I feel like it's like an informational video. Yes. <laughs> so I really I just wanted to give information because I was learning so much at the time about like The science And the brain chemistry Of like what happens with romance Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah The movie is About this stuff Yeah Sex and love addiction Addiction
0: But even even, You know whether or not someone's in recovery This stuff is relatable
1: Right yeah yeah
0: yeah Uh, And it's I don't know. It's this. It's this combination of things I love, which is it's sort of depressing. Um, I don't know. It's hope. It's hopeless and hopeful at the same time, which is an aesthetic I like. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I remember. I usually don't. I try not to read comments, but I remember when I was reading the comments in the beginning it's just like people are so mad of like so what are you saying like that love isn't real and blah blah blah
0: well no like, it doesn't say that that's like the cynical thing of like love is just chemical reaction in the brain it doesn't mean anything and this isn't saying that it's sort of acknowledging like that's kind of true
1: it is but the point is like
0: once you get past that
1: yes
0: you're yes. still humans and you're like right it's not it's not Pure animal instinct. There, you know. Once you get past that stage, that's when you find out if it's real or not.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Um, so I'm glad I could just explain love to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You've
1: got to figure it out. <laughs> And
0: then, yeah. It is like an addiction. All right, Jenny. So, this is a good goodness opportunity for goodness. you to talk about your movie a little bit, okay. which is sort of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that Patton is producing it.
1: He was an uh, associate producer. Okay. He donated through the Kickstarter. Through the
0: Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you you just wrote the screenplay for yourself, like on spec, pretty much.
1: Um, It started because I actually had written a pilot Mm -hmm. uh, that was based on my experiences with sex and love addiction, Mm -hmm. and um, I sent that to Mark Duplass uh, because we had, I had DM'd him when he followed me on Twitter, I think it was one, I forgot my... Phone came out, and he started following me.
0: Okay.
1: And I sent him a DM, like, telling him that he was my hero and all this stuff. And he's like, if you ever have anything to show, send it over. And I didn't have anything to show. Yeah. And it was because I was in recovery that I was finally focusing on myself and my, you know, what I can do. And I I just got myself to write this pilot. I sent it to him, and he was like, "Uh, I like this pilot. I want to make a movie. So then I started outlining the story with him Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, eventually met all these other people that helped me with it. I wrote it with uh, Sarah Adina Smith who's a really cool woman Mm -hmm. Um, and then we put up a Kickstarter and we raised a bunch of money and super low budget film but just so much love put into it and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I knew that
0: Mark Duplass was involved. I didn't realize that your connection with getting him involved was so direct. Yeah. Like, I figured it was discovered in some other way, and then he was attached to it, but right. it was just yeah, a matter yeah. of Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's It's pretty, so funny
1: yeah. how it's all, it all works out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it's already all the principle is done. It's in post-production right now, right? We
1: It is, it is done, and we have submitted to a few... Film festivals, yeah, and we will be, you know, doing the whole film festival thing. I knew week. that
0: you had shown a rough cut at a film festival. Yeah,
1: we uh, Sun Valley Film Festival has this thing called the Film Lab where they pick two films that are still works in progress, mm-hmm. and they compete for seven thousand dollars for like post production stuff. And we ended up winning. Yeah, so that was cool, and it was a super rough cut. It was really <laughs> scary to show a really, really really rough cut like it wasn't even like performance edit anything it was just a rough assembly and still you know people related and were affected by it and it was very encouraging
0: I don't is it is it um, straight drama is it comedy drama it's
1: a comedy drama yeah
0: yeah I don't even think we specified, like, you didn't just write it, you also star in it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. As
0: uh, an analog to yourself, to some extent?
1: Uh, I guess so. I mean, I feel like a lot of the movie is based on my personal experiences, Mm -hmm. but a a lot of it is also But it's not just
0: you with a fake name, it's a a fictional character. Yes,
1: it is a fictional character, and it's it's a, a, you know, half fictional, half.
0: Yeah. And who else stars in it?
1: Uh, John Hawks.
0: Who, yes, who, my favorite TV show of all time is Deadwood.
1: Oh, yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorite actors, so yeah. that's kind of a dream to get yeah. him. And he wrote all the music for it, too, because our, our two characters... Um,
0: I didn't even know that he was a composer or a musician at all. He's
1: an awesome musician. Like, he loves music music over everything else.
0: That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like, he
1: plays shows all the time. Like, yeah? Yeah. Um... So the two characters, um, they develop a friendship by playing music in a garage. Mm -hmm. They started this garage band. And um, so John Hawks did all the music. And so we play music in the movies. It's kind of like a little bittersweet musical, too. That's awesome. And then Melissa Leo is in it as well.
0: Mm hmm Oscar winner. Oscar winner, Melissa Leo. Yeah.
1: Also very cool to work with her. It was It was an exciting, exciting experience for me. I thought I was going to die every day. (laughs) Had to pep talk myself every day to, you know, convince myself that this was real and that I was worthy of being here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I'm really excited for it to come out.
0: Yeah. When, When does it come out?
1: Well... You know, we've submitted to a few film festivals that are in the beginning of the year. So, see if it premieres there. And once it premieres, hopefully, it'll premiere everywhere.
0: Okay, good. I will, I just want to say quickly about John Hawks, just to make it about me. Yeah. Uh, we live near a supermarket right at the foot of the Hollywood Hills, you and I do, which mm-hmm. shall remain nameless, because mm-hmm. they're not paying us for advertising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but because of its location, you see celebrities there uh-huh. more often than you don't. Right. And uh, one time, John Hawks and I went into the supermarket at the same time mm-hmm. and had like an awkward moment where we both went for the same car, and he was like, oh, you take it. And like when you live in L.A. and you see celebrities, you're not as starstruck because it's like a normal thing. Sure. But with John Hawks, I was like, oh my yeah. God, it's so stars. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's funny. I've heard other people see him there too yeah. before. I I mean, he really is one of my favorite actors. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's great. Uh, so I'm looking forward to your movie. Yeah. When, when you wrote it. The Chemistry of Love, yeah. was that like way before you had even started writing your pilot that became the movie? or I
1: think it was after Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think maybe with yes. the, the
1: sketch. No, yes, I definitely it's just after.
0: You started writing the sketch after you wrote the pilot or vice The versa? pilot
1: was already done and I already even started writing the movie.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, our next clip. <laughs> this is This uh, is new. This yes, is new. this is almost brand new. This yeah, was like yeah. a month or two ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a funnier die video. <laughs> that you were you involved in the writing of this or anything no they just just asked me to do it (laughs) this is called is there anything nick lachey can't do and that title doesn't doesn't really make sense it doesn't really you know i
1: i I know what that is though because i think when people hire people for marketing and stuff Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll tell you like what What's a good title that'll, like, you What's a good people? SEO title? Yes. This,
0: that's what I do for a living.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Is I post thing on things on Facebook and I make sure that the headlines are... Yeah. Are so is good that, is is that is a good one? Good. Well, yes, because it asks a question. <laughs> and it asks a question that, like, A, it fosters engagement. And also, like, people are already going to have an opinion about it because they may feel a certain way about Nick Cliche. And also, it... It doesn't tell you what the video is about. Like, it creates mystery. Like, you have to click it now because you're like, what is this? Right. Not only because it's a mysterious title, but it's Funny or Die. And then you look at the picture and you're like, what is Nick Lachey holding? Uh, What he's (laughs) holding is uh, uh, his own head, a sculpture of his head. And this is an Amazon Echo parody comedy sketch. Uh, can you tell me anything about, like, who wrote this, or how you got involved?
1: Um, I can't remember, this is so bad that I don't remember anything, but...
0: Was it shot, like, a long time ago? And, it wasn't shot a long
1: time ago, no. not very long ago at all, um, but the the producer asked if I wanted to be in it, so yeah. I said yes.
0: <laughs> and you not only got to meet Nick Lachey...
1: I got to meet
0: him. You got to hug Nick Lachey. I got
1: to hug Nick Lachey.
0: Yeah. So let's just watch this because it's very silly.
1: And because of my report, we're on track to sell ten thousand garlic presses by next week. Whoa!
0: <laughs> I love the and detail the of it being garlic presses. like Curry hitting a three at the buzzer. Am I right? Caught not understanding a sports reference. We have the solution. I also, by the way relate to this so hard. I did too. Because not only do I not know shit about sports, but the company I work for has a lot of different YouTube channels and one of them is a sports channel. Ugh. And I don't work with it directly, but every once in a while I have to like assign articles to the sports writers or edit oh them and I'm just gosh. like. Yeah, and I never know what's going yeah. on. Um, so I kind of, this is one of those things where I was like, I wish this was a real product. <laughs> Amazon, Nick <make cliche. laughs> Lachey,
1: translate Curry hitting a three at the buzzer. Translation. Well liked basketball player makes good play just in time. You're very right, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, just again, I'm assuming that the listener knows who Nick Lachey is, which they may not.
1: I hope you do.
0: <laughs> he was the he was the main guy in 98 degrees, 98 the degrees. late nineties boy band from that wave of when I was in high school. Um and he has nothing to do with sports. As far as his, like, I'm sure he's a sports fan in his real life.
1: I think he's, like, a known sports fan, though, isn't it? Like, is with he? him and his brothers, and doesn't he have, like, I feel like he might have a sports bar or something. I might be making this up. Maybe,
0: but primarily okay. he's a pop singer. Like, that's... Right, Nicola he's is a pop singer, a pop singer. Yeah. So this is a and comedy sketch. And
1: he's on the stars now.
0: This, the high concept of this comedy sketch is it's an Amazon Echo... That gives you sports knowledge in the form and voice of pop singer Nick Lachey, which is just like the perfect totally random lattice of absurdity. Yes, <laughs> and it's really him in the sketch. <laughs> Echo can't help, so turn to me, Nick of ninety-eight degrees yeah. the <laughs> and, and he still looks great. I mean, he looks insane. Yeah. It's
1: funny when he got there because he did just come from Dancing with the Stars rehearsal, Ooh. he was my so,
0: it's
1: a sports thing you see in passing. Try a uh, real upshot This is funny because this, they're like, I, act I like just them play. you're forcing. I'm like, I actually don't know uh, what I'm saying. Real Yeah. That's right,
0: huh? <laughs> like I you're hamming it up, play. but it's, there's levels of irony. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Nick LeShay. <for> <laughs> and then... Now, how many times did you screw up the hug on purpose so you could do multiple? I takes? got to
1: hug him three times total. Okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's pretty special. <laughs> Look, gender constructs have created a society where women are often excluded from sports culture and thus penalized. Oh, man, woke bay Nick Nick <laughs> What we've done with is, it- <laughs> is level the playing field. And hey, it's also for men who don't know about sports. Yep. Gosh, I am sick of hearing about concussions in football.
1: Um, today's players are such whimps, right,
0: Dave? Uh, Is that, you? That, Is that, that you. you. Little little. about concussions in football. Yeah. yeah. Here's one. <laughs> concussions are rampant in the NFL, and numerous studies show that negligence Ladies, by do. Okay. Better <laughs> helmets. <laughs> 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 better helmets. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah that's me at work.
1: No, Dave, pretending you're interested in things that you're not is no way to make friends. Stay
0: out of it, Nick Cliche. <laughs> Amazon Nick Cliche is also That, like, like literally today that happened too. to me. I went into the break room and there was a guy watching college football. He was like, Do you like college ball? I was like, I've literally never seen a college football game. I don't think. I mean. And he was like, Did you go to college? I was like, Yeah, I went to a four year college. I never went to a sporting event. <laughs> you. <laughs> but I'm not uh, reading people who like sports. It's just not <laughs> a part of my life. To know more about sports than their fragile egoed male acquaintances.
1: Nick Lachey, I think the designated
0: hitter sucks. It's like having a designated shooter in basketball that doesn't play defense. Great point. You know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Can you
1: sing it to me? <laughs>
0: I'd love to hear you explain to me <laughs> the NFL rules over constitutes a defenseless receiver. I love you, this! <laughs> <laughs> the Amazon <laughs> Nick how you use I have uh, an Amazon line, Echo, and I think will oh, really? and it will sing to you Oh, you too. Talking to uncles, networking <laughs> events, barbecues with ta- uncles. Um, ta- the talking, and talking events, to the uncles with cousins <laughs> and their dads who are your uncles. Um- <laughs> <laughs> lonely nights. Pick it up today, like LeBron in the playoffs compared to his regular season play. Amazon Nick Lachey. Wow. This looks exactly I love that even that sketch where You didn't necessarily do anything musical Still has Nick Cliche in it So it applies to the show The next clip (laughs) Isn't musical But it weirdly ties into this comedy sketch Where you sent this to me And I was like This is a McDonald's commercial (laughs) that you were in and I watched it, and I was like, "This is like a deleted scene from the Nick Lachey sketch." Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, and you that's funny. and you were like, "Oh my god, everything's so
1: tied together." Because how many
0: the Nick Lachey thing was this year? How long ago was this McRibs commercial? Oh my
1: gosh, a while ago, at least
0: a few years,
1: at least four years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's just watch it and it will become apparent game break is to you by the why is the group sandwich is back for it's little bit's back. Looks like ribs is back. Looks like one of the eye formation out of the wish bowl. No 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 no. That's like getting a two point conversion when you're up by nine. That's like going long on your one yard. I know I know what some of those words mean. <laughs> so you're the drive through employee at the McDonald's. You've overheard these two chuckleheads talking about football. Mm-hmm. I know, I know <laughs> And then you toss in your two cents, which you're about to say.
1: <laughs> That's like lining up, trips right against a cover too, calling an audible to a post route, and hitting the slot receiver for an 80-yard score. I hated that line. So, I hated that line. Did you know
0: what you were saying?
1: I had to ask somebody. I asked someone before the yeah. audition what it meant, so I actually do know what that it means. It
0: sounds now. like you know what you're saying. It's impressive. But, you really acted it up. It sounds like I you know had to about. say
1: that so many times. And by the time it was like my time for like my my the camera was on me mm-hmm. like I like freaked out and like maybe started to cry a little bit because I just <sighs> started shutting down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, it made the cut.
0: No, it's great, <laughs> and I love that. Like. It's, it seems like it's a deleted scene from the Nick Lachey sketch, yes. where it's your character who's, yeah. like, been using the thing for a while, and now you're really good at faking yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and I lost my job, and now I work at
0: McDonald's. <laughs> well, that's true. It's <laughs> Look, we all have to work side gigs to make ends meet yeah. when we live in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, because, like, the character in the sketch isn't, like, super confident, and then this is, like, yeah. yes, you fucking nailed it. You've obviously been working on it for a while. Yeah. Um... So that that just amused me. Where you sent me the clip, and at first I was like, "Well, it's not really music, so I don't know if we'll include it." But then I was like, "Oh wait, no, this is a great coda to, to the Nick Lachey sketch." So we only have one more thing to look at.
1: This is
0: this is really it's it, it's definitely weird.
1: I didn't even know it was anything till you mentioned it. Though like, I knew, I've seen it, and I just yeah. thought it was a creepo.
0: You thought this was a creepy guy on the internet who wrote a song about you. Not even creepy, you.
1: that's mean and judgmental. I just mean, like, it's just a random guy who, who wrote this weird song.
0: Yes, it does seem random if you don't know the context yes. for it. Which I didn't know if you'd seen it, and if you'd seen it if you knew the context for it. I've known about this guy from, for a while. Mm. His name is Matt Farley. Uh, not to be confused with... Chris Farley, or his character, Matt Foley. Oh, wow. But uh, but Matt Farley is a guy whose mission is to be the most prolific songwriter in the world, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I've heard about him on podcasts. The way that I discovered him, like, a few years ago is literally a friend of mine. It was her birthday, and I wanted to find a YouTube video to post on her Facebook page to say happy birthday and she has sort of an unusual name it's Genevieve mm-hmm. so it was it was kind of hard to find a happy birthday Genevieve clip mm-hmm. but i found a really weird song that this guy had written and he'd also written like he'd recorded that same happy birthday song a bunch of times with different names which is something that like a lot of people do is like yeah, a yeah. weird little business but he also he records albums of different themes under different quote-unquote band names like he'll have an entire album about using the bathroom yeah or 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 an entire album about sports
1: yeah and this one is like paparazzi and the photog
0: that yes the, the album is credited to paparazzi and the photogs and all of the sub all of the songs are about like internet personalities yeah So let's just play this song called Charlene de Guzman, This Song is About You. Oh, my God. Which, to be fair, he also has a song about Matt Farley, internet spam musician, You Are a Con Man, which he is about himself. No,
1: yeah, I read this. I Googled him after he told me about him, and he, like, puts up, like, 100 songs a day or something. He has
0: something like 18,000 songs on YouTube and Spotify, and he made, like, his goal is to make a living off of them, because you get, like... If if you're a musical artist, you get a fraction of a penny every time someone plays your song. And if you're a major artist, those millions of plays come and you make a decent amount of money. He's just a random guy making money in his basement. And he says he's making like something like 30 grand a year off of these. I don't know
1: how
0: that happens. <laughs> but I guess he does. Pay because a lot. because yeah, the idea is he's like a musical spammer. He just spams the internet right. with these songs. And uh he's not a great musician or singer. <laughs> no I'm sorry
1: it's so random
0: so this is his song about you which I, I know this must be weird for you but Oh <laughs> <laughs> did he get in touch with you to, no how, no you just how did you discover this song
1: I think I was googling myself yeah or maybe I was googling myself on YouTube to try to find something in this paper. that's
0: how I found it for putting this episode together <laughs> I mean, it's pretty positive about you. Thank God. <laughs> it's funny though, like, it seems like he just, like, googled me and then, like, put together the lyrics based on Google results. Yeah. Like, he has a song about Eve Pizer. Do you know her? She's on Twitter. She's someone I follow on Twitter. I was like, okay, he did an album of, like, people on Twitter. Like, there's just an album of he also says by far the most popular stuff is the toilet based stuff (laughs) there's like multiple albums by that band but yeah I just I did the same thing when I was trying to find clips for this episode some of them I knew and I was like I'll just search for you on YouTube and I and I saw this and I was like oh my god that guy did a song about Char that's amazing he respects you so much
1: very nice and positive. Yeah. <laughs> he says some very nice things.
0: But I can see how if you didn't know who he was, you would just be like, What the fuck is this? Yeah, and especially how if, like this is like if I think that he just did this for me, like
1: he's not, you know, like what is this?
0: Right. So when I when I sent you in preparation for this podcast, I sent you the videos I wanted to watch and you were like, Oh my god, that thing. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, do you know about that guy? And you were like, No. So I sent you some links to some articles oh, about yeah, yeah. what he does. But how long had you known yeah. about it Before I sent you those links And you got to see Oh this is what this guy's up to I mean And you just thought he was a weirdo Who wrote a song about you Yeah I feel Specifically like, yeah, I mean he did Write a song about, about you Earlier this year or something yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: This
0: is weird So uh, <laughs> But he yeah. says
1: such nice things So it's like it can't be that mad
0: Yeah It's It's It's, it's really silly and goofy And It's like a Jonathan Richman song <laughs> But I just wanted to cap the episode with that Because it's such such a strange tribute
1: And it's music
0: Yeah, and it's and <laughs> Again, even again. when you're not directly involved There's just so much music Music is to open
1: to interpretation Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Before we go Well, I mean There's so much to plug for you The movie Unlovable mm-hmm. Is coming imminently
1: Yeah, next year yeah. Next year you'll see it, I'm sure.
0: Where can people follow you on Twitter if they don't already? Which At Char Starlene, yeah,
1: C H A R S T A R L E N E.
0: Legitimately, one of my favorite feeds.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: And like one of those things where your jokes, like the the tone and the character of your tweets, has been so consistent for years. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you like find that voice right away with Twitter or did you
1: I guess so just because I was just being myself.
0: Yeah, I mean you're a great you're a great joke writer. <laughs> Thank you. Which not to go off on too far in attention, but I know that like you've opened for Pat and Oswald doing stand up. Haven't you?
1: Yeah, he had me open one of his shows. Yeah. That was that was amazing. Are
0: you do you still do stand up or was that I like a one time only thing now?
1: You know, I'll do every now and then. I like, like, the storytelling show. I feel like I'm more of a storyteller. I've been wanting to get of. into that myself. Yeah, yeah, so, but I mean, I, I don't...
0: I mean, the reason I, I, I didn't last at improv is I'm such a control freak. Uh, like, it really doesn't play to any of my skills. Like, I just wanted <laughs> to... I was always on the back line, like, trying to write every sketch before oh. I would step out. Um,
1: well, that's how you become just a regular writer, right? That's how I feel comfortable,
0: too. I guess. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was a professional writer before I did. <laughs> Before I moved to L.A. Um, so what other projects do you have that you want to plug?
1: I think Unlovables, just this is it. Yeah, and, this has been your thing yeah, for a little and while. And I now. have a, a, a book that will be coming out mm-hmm. too, but I'm not even sure about the title anymore. So I don't even know how to plug that.
0: What was, It used to be called Change, what was it? Well,
1: I had I released a version of it earlier this year for like a month mm-hmm. and then my manager was like take that down and like let's get this pub- properly published and we're going to make it three times as long so that's what I've been working on. Oh okay. So, yeah. so
0: you're doing a revision on it right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's a book, there's a movie.
1: Oh, and my uh, I have an advice column with Flood yes. Magazine. Mm-hmm. So go to floodmagazine.com mm-hmm. and you can find Dear Charlene and You can send me any questions for any advice that you may be seeking. Yeah, and that's once a month.
0: You posted one recently, which like didn't apply to me because it was (laughs) something about like, oh, I can't. There's something like I can't. Oh,
1: caretaking.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I just posted some snarky aftermark (laughs) about being lonely and not being able to relate. And then you posted an older column
1: that relates to that,
0: (laughs) so specifically (laughs) addressed like my psychosis.
1: I got something for everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, the advice column. Are you doing any performing? I mean, I know you used to do... Every now both?
1: and then. I, yeah. I'll have shows every now and then. But, you know, if I have something, I'll, I'll tweet it. Or you can go to my website, charstarling.com.
0: Yeah. I've, I've, I've grown pretty distant from the comedy scene in L.A. over the Same. past couple of years. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm... Oh, no. I was going to i was gonna mention something about the location of our building to the location of something else, but no. Now it's to too much we,
1: information and they know where yeah, we live. People don't need
0: to know where we live. People don't need to know where we live. Somewhere in LA. Come find us. So that does it for this episode of Music Raygun. Thanks for listening. If you're a regular listen to, uh, listener to the podcast, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you prefer. You can find us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where we're at Music Raygun. We're also on Instagram at Music Raygun Podcast. And you can always send an email to musicraygun at gmail.com. I'm Paul Campanelli. Thanks to my guest, Charlene de Guzman. Thank you. Until next time, bye.
1: Bye.